Hello everyone, my name is Toyin and my name is Joan and this is Two Half Theories. Welcome to another episode of Two Half Stories. Else of us have been seeing what has been going around on social media about what's happening with um, Kanye West and how people are responding to his situation. And some, some people are just even cancelling him altogether. And how that kind of affects us um, as a community and how important it is to recognize and deal with mental issues. I realized that mental health issues are actually a thing. Like just because we're African or black does not mean that we're immune to these things. So yeah. So you yeah, we are probably <laughs> sorry, I was gonna say we are probably we probably suffer more from it. If you live in a country like Nigeria, best believe like right. all of us all of us need to deal with like <laughs> we need to deal with all, all the trauma. All the trauma we're facing. Mm. Uh, yeah, sorry. Carry on. <laughs> <laughs> well, you already started. I was just gonna ask you, like, what are your thoughts on this whole situation? I think the first thing I would say is it's interesting seeing people react the way that they're reacting to Kanye West. I mean, apart from the people who, so there are a group of people who don't believe that he has any mental health issues and they think the Kardashians are trying to destroy his life i guess that that's that's just by that's just by the way like that one i don't even want to do (laughs) but um i think it's interesting that when he's when the conversations around him having a mental illness a lot of people are making jokes about it and i guess there's this stigma around you know being like having a mental issue um and when you exist in a society where um where it's not even normal so in like in nigeria you know if you say you want to speak to a therapist it seems like such a big deal um i attended a i attended a webinar um yesterday it's by Oh, I can't remember what the company is called. But, like, it's just a bunch of young people who are trying to raise awareness about mental health. And it was a session on anxiety. Um, And in that in that session, you know, a girl was... A few people were sharing their stories. And a girl was talking about how when she, um, she was dealing with serious anxiety and when she came back to Nigeria, uh, she was talking about you know, seeing somebody and one of her aunts was like, oh, what's wrong with you? Like, please, like, why do you want to go and see a psychiatrist for? Like, (laughs) we'll pray, we'll pray it again, we'll pray about it. Right. Yeah. And it's just like, yes, like, we believe that God can take away any ailment and any issue. But the same way you go to the doctor if you're ill and you pray to god to heal you right it's the same thing as actually seeking help when you feel like you have these issues i wish most people will attempt to understand um you know understand and be more in tune with their mental health and i wish the other group of people the people who sort of 
the people who say offensive and hurtful things and create this stigma, I sort of wish those people also open their minds to the possibilities that exist and also even open their minds to the fact that they probably also have some issues that they need to deal with. I think we all we have this negative stigma around like mental health issues and like right. you know your mental health but it, it's there's so many things like it it goes it can range from something as simple as anxiety and like intense anxiety that causes you to have panic attacks or have insomnia to things like ocd like a lot of people just use it like a lot of people just drop the term like oh i'm ocd i have ocd and it's like it's it's actually a disorder it's, it's a mental right. disorder that has stemmed from something and you need to deal with and unpack i think there's this thing that we do the, everything in our nigerian space turns into a joke like for a lot of things we feel like it's okay to just laugh it off and sweep it on that That's carpet right, and right i always re- make i always make reference to fella saying that we are suffering and smiling That's and then is. then he said we're suffering and smiling now we're suffering and laughing and <laughs> we, <laughs> we are like cracking jokes and we think it's okay but there's so many things that we need to be able to deal with and like unpack and even things like childhood trauma um specifically again for nigerians like it maybe like last week on twitter there was there was a i don't know if you saw this Jumon, there was some video of a man beating his 18 year old daughter or something because she went out what? and came back with, i can't remember he was flogging her and then there were a lot of people saying oh my god why would you be why would you be flogging this person like this is a grown adult this is some this is assault like this is not okay and then one boy came and just said something like, this is how people destroy people's lives. That's so you want her to do something wrong and they should not beat her. Everything I've learned today is because they beat me. Yo. I, follow- I was just like, kai, 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 kai. Because it is so prevalent. Like, a lot of people are always making that argument. Like, ah, if they didn't do this, 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 and that to me, like, where would I be today? In fact, they beat me, they broke my head, and, and I'm still... Like, I'm still thriving and I'm still successful, but... Yeah, but that's the thing. You think... I mean, you know, you're successful, but you have issues that you've probably not dealt with. Like... Deeply. Deep. And it's weird because even in Nigeria, like, the way that... The way that you speak to your kids or the way that you... The kind of comments you make, like, you know, people who make their kids feel... Like, you know, you say things like, eh, why do you look like this? Or you're getting fat. Can't you do better? Can't you do this? Can't you be like this person? Can't you look like this person? And it's just like, yo, like, we just we just all need to do better. Because whilst it may seem like these two things are unlinked, when you have children who are made to feel worthless or made to feel like they're not good enough, they grow into adults who have these issues these confidence issues um you know like some of them become like they get social anxiety i don't know maybe my parents have told me that i i talk funny or i or or i'm not friendly whatever like you just grow into adults that have all these issues and then you have those adults raising kids who have certain issues and it's just crazy there's a lot of unlearning and learning to do (laughs) in our communities because we've 
especially in terms of parenting, like I think <laughs> our parents did what they knew, even though it might yeah. have been right. And like it's our responsibility right now to work on those things and kind of enlighten yeah. ourselves about, about mental health as a whole and like understanding that there's more than just um depression and I don't know anxiety like there's a lot there are a lot of more mental health issues that people go through that are not meant to be used as jokes yep and and not even just not to use as jokes but also identifying that these people need help and trying to help them right like i think a lot of us overlook that um just to what you said about how you raise your kids like there's one of my friends um who um there's there's a friend of mine who has two young kids and honestly when whenever i'm on the phone with him and you know if he's talking to his children i'm always like i like being i like being inspired by people like that i like being around people who sort of unknowingly teach you the right things to do because literally the way he talks to his kids like if they're doing something wrong he'll be like i told you to get i told you to not climb on that chair please get down because you're going to hurt yourself and you know what happens if you hurt yourself you hurt yourself you'll be in pain and the pain will last for too long is that what you want and then you hear them say no and then they get down and i think about that in the context of a normal nigerian family first of all they shouted at you and they've beaten you in that one climbing you climb the chair like <laughs> you don't even know why not to climb the chair like the the teaching that they give you or the cautioning they give you rather it's is not don't do this because it is wrong it's just like don't do this because i said so yeah mm-hmm. and they're just being aggressive and it's mm-hmm. like i don't like it's it just it doesn't make sense because and i i feel like this also feeds into the nigerian culture of not being inquisitive and not asking questions like they said so full stop move on right my parents said so. This is what the teacher said. This is what the I don't know. This is what the lawmaker said. Okay, but why? Hmm. We grow into adults that can't even question anything. We just right. okay, take it as it is. Huh. Even I think we need to have we need to talk about this on a different episode because I just realized like when I moved to America, that was something I had a big like a big issue with. Like coming from somewhere where my my professor would be like, just listen, like keep quiet and let me talk. No need to question me. Like I'm right. Who stop? Like I'm the one that knows. How can you know? Like coming to a place where they encourage you to to think critically and ask those kind of questions. Like, well, anyways, <laughs> not to not to digress too much. Um, I think it would be important for us to kind of share our own personal experiences as usual. This is two hour stories. Um, <laughs> and kind of discuss how we've worked to better our mental health growing up and even like right now like things we've done to help ourselves feel better in the moments and you know on the bigger scale so i can i feel like i've already discussed this in a previous episode but a very important time in my life that i i feel like i was going to i was going through a difficult time and i was 
very sad a lot of the time was obviously um towards the end of my college career i talked about this like feeling the pressure of all the things that i was going through but also um uncertainty about what the future was bringing and it was just kind of it was it was it was sad like i would have days where i would would come back from class and literally just go lay in my bed and i was just laying in my bed all day not do, not doing anything outside of going to class coming to my bed closing my door and staying in my room like it was difficult to have motivation to do anything like even the going to class self it was just by god it was by god's grace and by chance <laughs> <laughs> let it not be that with simony let it not be let it not be that there was to abi because even sometimes I would feel like to you, I missed some classes because I was just like, especially in the morning, I'm just like, why? Like, what do I have to to wake up for? Like, it was that it was that bad. And there are some things that really helped me. I think I think music was one of them. And a lot of people, there's even music therapy. Lots of people use music um, as a form of therapy. And I feel like music was a big thing for me in that moment because that was all I had. Like. I would listen to to random playlists. Um, I would listen to to, <laughs> to Jenny Aiko. I would listen to R and B, and just playing music kind of made my mood better. And I feel like it was it was super important for me because I never really like I was never a music person until 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 that moment. So listening to music. Um, journaling also something that I I write that I'm a writer die for. I did a lot of that during that period, and I feel like it was very helpful to get my emotions just out onto paper, even if I couldn't, you know, deal with it, deal with it at that moment. But getting it, just getting it out of my head and writing it down and seeing it on a paper, just I don't know, it did something. <laughs> But also, I feel like. It's important to see someone. Like people are always saying, therapy is therapy is not useful. Um, oh, I would never go to therapy. Well, I think that that's just fear of the stigma surrounding mental health. Like I feel like therapy is so important. Like even if you think you don't have issues, trust me, when you get there, you <laughs> you understand that like there's some there's something. That is deeply rooted that you haven't really thought about before. Like a lot of us have childhood trauma that we haven't come to the real, like we haven't come to that realization yet. But going through therapy would be would be where you can get that help. So, Toye, how about I mean, just from okay? Well, you've asked me, <laughs> but just following on from what you said about therapy, so I've 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 had I've had lots of episodes in my own like in my life and i i guess there are a lot of things that i've even i still deny myself to myself but oh well um the first time i was made to see a therapist was actually by force um i remember it was when i was in e-levels and like this was just when my parents had started having issues and i used to like i basically used to deface pictures of like my parents specifically my dad and I, i like i just get so angry like every time i speak to them at home i would just like angry like i used to actually print pictures to tear them up and just draw on them just do like all sorts of weird things a couple of my friends uh at the time in e-level so a couple of people that had gotten quite close to me um they sort of knew that they were they were 
things up with me. I never really used to talk a lot, but they sort of knew there were things up. And, you know, from the really bubbly person that I was, I used to spend a lot of time, like, in my room. Um, anyway, this one day I was looking for my scissors. I couldn't find it. I have a fit. Now that I think about it, I feel like one of those girls took my scissors to hang it. Anyway, <laughs> I went into the kitchen. I picked up a knife and I was going into my room. And she was like, and one of my friends, um, she stops me. She's like, what are you doing? I'm like, I need a knife. She's like, why? And I was like, uh, like, you know, my mind, I was like, this thing people should not disturb me. I beg, like, what's the meaning about this? <laughs> So I walked into my room and next thing I, like in like two minutes, um, like my housemistress and like, I can't remember, my housemistress and like two other people burst into my room. I'm like, okay, what the hell is going on? And they're like, oh, you know, um, your friend is really worried about you. Um, she's concerned that you may be self-harming, this, this, that, that, that. And they literally like bundled me up to like the sick bay. Hmm. And like we're checking my body to see if I had scars and just like, making sure that I wasn't doing anything to myself. And they were like, okay, like there's been a really like serious change in my pattern. And, you know, they, they're going to have to make me see an independent listener. Yeah. And like you said, you, know, you just never know. Like when we started talking, I was like, wow. Like I had all these things I needed to let out. I had all these things I needed to think about. Um, I mean, one of the things that she asked me to do a lot was she asked me to write. She asked me to um, to just write a lot of my feelings down every day. Mm. Um, and I think I saw her once a week, maybe for like, I think it was for a period of like three, four months. Mm. Um, and it just really helped just understanding myself, understanding where I was, understanding mm. the amount of pressure I was putting on myself for an issue that didn't concern me whatsoever. Um, and honestly, like, I don't think any experience has ever helped me so much because it actually made me realize all the burden that I was carrying, all the things that were causing me a lot of anxiety in that period as well. Um, because I think that was the first place I realized that I get really, really bad anxiety. Um, and by the time I go to uni, you know, it came up again, um, second year exams, third year exams. Um, in my third year, I was so anxious and so stressed. I didn't sleep. I had a period for a month. Hmm. Um, I wasn't sleeping. Like, I would wake up in the middle of the night panicking and thinking about my flashcards. Um, Joe, I think I was telling you about one of my exams. I think it was my law of obligation exam. I had to retake it because the day I was taking that exam, I don't know. I was so anxious. That was my worst, my absolute worst course. I couldn't sleep. Um, I took, I think I woke up and I took two Pro Plus tablets. I don't know if everyone knows what Pro Plus is, but they're basically caffeine tablets. And I knew, I don't know when I was in uni, I feel like they blew and a lot of people just used to take them. I took two Pro Plus tablets. I couldn't, I couldn't stay awake. I took another two. Um, I think I think I ended up taking six. I think I was supposed to take two in the space of twelve hours. I took six in the space of like three hours, yeah. and then I had two shots of espresso when I walked into my exam, and I was I was shaking and like I nearly passed out. So I just put I just put my pen down my paper and I just fell asleep. I was like, this exam is gone. <laughs> I'll do it again. <laughs> I'll do it again. And like, like those periods were so stressful for me and caused me so much anxiety. Um, and in that period as well, you know, I started to see someone. Um, 
just being able to do all my fears all my challenges and i think what really helped was apart from seeing someone journaling like you said but also um there was something that i was made to do and i still keep being told about it till today um it's basically um it's just be acting in an opposite way than your emotion is telling you to act. So, because hmm. you, you always think, your your thinking always runs wild, right? Mm-hmm. So, when you when you start to feel, when your emotions are telling you to feel a certain way or to be upset or to act a certain way, just try and do the opposite of it, because chances are your emotions are driving you in in. Mm-hmm. in a direction that you shouldn't really be going right yeah. so try to do the opposite of what you're thinking and there's another thing that basically says if you have a particular fear if you're anxious about something ask yourself who told you so or how do you know that yeah so if you're like you know i am if you're like oh my god i'm going to fail i'm going to fail this appraisal for work i'm going to fail this appraisal Ask yourself who told you that and ask yourself why and try and answer it. And once you realize that you are just being in your own head, it sort of helps you helps you think a little bit better, um, mm. a little bit differently. Um, I mean, there are tons and tons of things, man. Like, you know, there's deep breathing. That exact situation that you just mentioned. Like, I think this was not even like education-wise. This was um, in a situation with one of my friends. I kind of created the idea in my head that she was angry at me for some, some some reason because she was acting a certain type of way and she literally never ever opened her mouth and said i'm upset like i'm upset and i just kind of created it and i went with it like my mind ran with this like this girl is angry at me right now like how she be angry at me because of this 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 and then at some point i was just kind of like okay but how do you know because she oh, never <laughs> there was she never communicated this with me. And after I ended up having the conversations with her, she was like, she never even felt that way. So everything I, I was thinking was literally what I created in my head. Sorry, this thing you just mentioned is the first thing I should have mentioned. Communicate. Speak to people. Bro. Um not only when you feel not only when it concerns them. But trust me, the moment you start to speak to people, you realize that the thoughts you have are normal. One. Two, once you realize that the thoughts you have are normal, when you speak to people, you almost then create a a situation, a community of people trying to help you get through something. Right. right. So there are people to help you, there are people to hold you accountable. It, it, it just it really helps honestly and i feel like when we get into a lot of these places one of the things that makes us um one of the things that makes us go into our shell is feeling like we are alone or we are abnormal mm. or you know this is this thing oh, i'm feeling right through this but again everybody is going through everything that you can imagine okay maybe not everybody (laughs) but like a lot of people are going through anything that you can imagine like just remember that there's nothing you are feeling that's new somebody has been through it and a lot of people are going through it so it's okay Um, another thing that i think is important to mention is you can actually like 
you can't find support groups for anything. Like, yeah. I <laughs> this is so random, but it helps. Like, I haven't talked about my whole Bell's palsy situation, but when I got, oh my to, god, yes, when. Okay, so basically, I had something called Bell's palsy that can be caused by stress, but it's also caused by <laughs> a tick. So when a tick bites you, it kind of release, releases some venom into you, and it kind of gives you the same symptoms as someone having a stroke. So I basically felt like I was having a stroke at at twenty. How old am I? At twenty two. Like, um, but I joined a support group. And it's so random because I was like, how could you? It was literally on Facebook. I Googled Bell's palsy. And there was a group of people there that had also gone through the same thing and were offering tips. So I feel like in any situation, whatever you are going through, you can find a community of people that are going through the same thing. So like, you can't just stay and say, I'm alone in this and nobody has ever felt this way before. I just wanted to reiterate that point that you made because it's very, very important. It is. It is very important. And I also feel like this is why you shouldn't feed into all the negative perceptions of people trying to make you feel like, oh, eh, mental problems, no, it's not your portion in Jesus' name. We'll pray against this. You don't right. need to see anybody. You don't need to talk to anybody. That's anybody that gives you that energy, you actually just need to take the issue away from them because that's not the type of help you need. Um you need people you can speak to who can understand you can help you get through things and i don't think i don't think that you should wait till you feel like you're depressed or you feel like you have suicidal thoughts i feel like if there's any sort of imbalance in like your emotions or or just the way that you live your life so if you have if, if you find yourself getting more stressed than usual if you find yourself not sleeping as usual even if it's something like you're somebody that used to be really confident and you find yourself getting less confident, like, trust me, when you find those changes to your, that those significant changes to your life balance or your being, there's typically something that you need to unpack or you need to right. deal with or talk about, no matter how little, um, it is, it is always valid. Um, your mental health issues are valid at every stage, at every point. And, you know, we, we live our lives so quickly that there are a lot of there are a lot of things we miss. There are a lot of things that we we don't know have a negative impact on us or that leave us with some sort of trauma, like you said. And you know, it's always good that when you see these changes in yourself, you're able to first of all identify them and then find some sort of help or some sort of support. And another thing is that I feel like it's important to be able to identify your triggers. If you're someone that is anxious a lot and generally just deals with anxiety, you kind of need to know what makes you get to that point. Like for me, generally, sometimes social situations give me a lot of anxiety. So I kind of need to know that when I go to a big social gathering, I need to also have time for myself. Because if I don't, I'm going to get so anxious that I won't even want to be in this space again. So I kind of figured that out before. <laughs> I kind of plan my outings. This sounds very weird. I plan plan yeah. my outings. <laughs> I plan my outings before I get there. So I know that even if I'm talking to 12 
12,000 people within the space of one hour, I need to have time to recharge after that so that I can stay sane and I don't have an anxiety attack. Yeah. So it's really identifying your triggers, right? Right. Like what, like what triggers you? What no, definitely. Triggers what triggers you? Yeah. Um, and most times, once you identify them, you're either able to avoid them if there are things that you can avoid or you're able to, like you said, find a way to deal to deal with them right i mean everybody should just really pay attention and also educate people so one of my biggest things (laughs) is educating people like you know when you see people dealing with certain things um one of the biggest things for me is a lot of people have ptsd from certain situations and our easiest and best thing to say is get over it or move on and it's like yeah but you can't just tell me to get over it it's like when you tell somebody who is angry, calm down. It's like, okay, why do you think you say calm down? It's going to make me calm. Are you a magician? Like, you know, so it's like, you can't just tell people to get over it or to move on or it's not that deep. Like, people process things differently. And we sort of need to be sensitive of everyone's weakness or their challenges. Um, I think it's just, at the end of the day, just being a little bit more kind, being a little bit more open, being a little bit more understanding of people and also being understanding of yourself and taking care of yourself. Right. I, like, I definitely agree. Um, I think that it would be good for us to just do a little roundup <laughs> about everything we talked about and give some, just give the tips, like reiterate the tips that we had that might be helpful for anyone out there that's going through a mental health situation or you know just need needs help bettering their mental health so i feel like the most important thing is to remember is that it's okay to ask for help like don't don't be fearful even if it's not even if you're not comfortable um reaching out to your actual like family members or friends there are apps out there like better health that are useful for you. There are apps online and there are people that you can talk to online and um, share your issues and share your problems with. So yes, please, please, if you need help, ask for help. And we also talked about taking care of yourself. So, you know, eating well, getting a lot of sleep, avoiding um, (laughs) drugs and alcohol and things like that that might make your mental health worse. And just managing your stress levels. so yeah, it's so important managing your stress levels. Um, right. I think also the things we had just said about um, being able to notice the changes and it's understanding that it's not only when things get bad that you need to seek help or talk right. to somebody. If you find yourself getting overly stressed, overly anxious, you know, you should probably just act, even if it's nothing, just act because it's not going to cost you anything. Right. Um, also try and be more open more receptive of your friends your family or just strangers i may be dealing with issues and don't be a troll online like <laughs> be there <laughs> just be understanding be kind um yeah i mean we talked about other little things like journaling you talked about music mm-hmm. um meditation health deep breathing when you feel anxious um, really really helps you um, I mean yeah we did speak about quite a few things we mm-hmm. hope we've been able to 
convinced and not confused. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, um, last thing I just want to say is that for for all our people out there that they've you've done your research about mental health issues, you're becoming a mental health advocate, all of that. Like you know, you've you've overcome situations. I feel like it's important that you work on educating your family members your friends, your friends yeah. people online like about the stigma surrounding mental health and how we can be better to help everyone going through mental health issues in our community so please do that yep. also if you guys have any um any questions you want us to answer anything you want to talk about i think one thing that we recognize is a we're not experts b we're dealing with issues every day continuously you know right i still deal with anxiety like every day i'm just living with it and trying to manage it um and you know some days are better than the others but hang in there know that again you're not alone and yeah feel free to message us um yeah (laughs) (laughs) yeah all right guys bye bye